Hello and welcome to Injury Time, the ISL edition here with me, Sandeep. And uh, this time we're doing it a little differently because joining me, as always, but through Skype, is Debayan. Hi, Debayan. Hello. And uh, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> little under the weather, something I ate last night, probably. <laughs> oh, I hope you feel better soon. And uh, the other person that uh, we often talk about in the podcast, maybe slightly in detrimental tones, is uh, our producer and a very good friend, Dindavi. Hello, Sindeep. I am here. And that was a very kind intro of you. Yalla, happy. Okay. Yalla. How is it? Back from UAE, I think first time we are having a conversation, Debayan. Yes, yes, pretty much. Of course, you got to overstay a bit, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the UAE friends here. So, uh, let's uh, get right into it because we had eyes on uh, the Bangalore match and Mumbai match live from the stadium with, between the three of us. So, uh, let's start right off the bat. I'm just going to ask you guys a question straight off the bat. Bangalore versus Goa, was this the final that you were hoping for? Yes, pretty much. I think I predicted it a few times and uh, I'm happy that it's come true. Um, Bengaluru probably having to work a little harder, but uh, eventually, I think over the two legs, they were the better team. Although, Northeast United might have something to say about the injuries that they suffered. Yes, it's quite unfortunate there. But uh, let's talk about the match uh, in itself. Naveen, we'll just start with you in terms of the Goa-Mumbai match, the first leg. Alright. So, you were there? Yes, see, I was there. Uh, the team get decimated at home? Yes, uh, that was quite, not quite expected with the way Jorge Costa approached the pre-match press conference. He seemed pretty confident despite having gone down final in Goa in the league stage and losing at home to nil. He sounded pretty confident but on the pitch, they were the second best team and simply put, Goa were the better side. They simply outplayed them throughout the 90 minutes. Yes, the initial 20 minutes, Bombay looked like a decent team and that is when they got that opener. But after that, Goa regrouped pretty well and then just took the game from them. Yes, uh, Devan, what, what do you think? Did you, when, when they put the matches together, uh, Northeast mm-hmm. versus Bangalore and on the other side, it was Goa versus Mumbai. I yeah. thought this was a very bad mismatch, Goa and Mumbai. What did you think? Uh, yes, to be honest, it did look like a mismatch, but uh, full credit to Mumbai for the way that they performed last evening, I thought. Um, it would have been very easy for them to have put the towel in, you know, 5-1, nothing much to gain. I believe in the post-match, uh, you know, presentation or uh, the broadcast as well, uh, Costa said something to the effect that this tie is over. So, it, it sounded like he had already sort of, you know, resigned himself to the fate, but... Uh, yesterday, they put in a good fighting performance. Goa didn't look all that uh, good, but that could be with the caveat that they knew that they were 5-1 up and they could afford to take it easy a little bit. So, I think the final will be a new game. But yes, I mean, um, on the previews for ESPN, my forecaster, I got the scoreline for Bengaluru and Northeast absolutely spot on. And for this one, I had put it as 3-1 to Goa because I expected Mumbai to put up a bit more of a fight at home. I expected maybe a a one-all or maybe even a one-nil for Mumbai and then a one-sided affair in Goa. So, I got that wrong on both counts. But yes, Goa were very good in that first leg. But yeah, I think Mumbai were a little unfortunate. You know, a couple of uh, key points where they kind of missed out. That Sugu goal being deemed offside. Of course, it was offside. But had that probably not been offside and had that been converted to all, you could have seen a completely different second half. But I think they just... Somehow got demoralized a little bit in that second half. So, those second 45 minutes really just cost them the tie. If you think about it, 
it was a three goal difference in the uh, end in the aggregate and that's what uh, that second half was all about but sandeep you also got a glimpse of that game right uh, bombay up against goa what did you make of that do you think bombay deserved the kind of hammering they got in bombay or was it a little different in your eyes i don't i don't think anybody deserved to get hammered but well you play right was... you get hammered isn't it but this is uh, they it in a, in a manner they are just the antidote uh, goa is the antidote to the way mumbai plays because mumbai is very good in transition with makka machado isoko sogo all of them running behind since goa i think goa always has four players behind the ball so very difficult to counter counter attack them and they just kind of ease you into pressing them and play through the line suddenly so it it is very similar to the 50 i think that uh, they have that they went through that mumbai before they went through that crazy run uh, where they got hammered completely by goa and i think that was one of the main uh, and this just kind of played out the similar way if uh, that's the way i felt anyway uh, so let's move on to the other semi final and uh, bfc 4 to aggregate winners i mean it was a much more delicately poised uh, poised tie than the other one because it was 2-1 to northeast in the first leg Uh, second leg, just Bangalore just uh, flew away from Kantirwa. It was a great atmosphere in Kantirwa. I have to say that uh, fans were amazing. So, uh, what, uh, Devan? What would you say about the second second leg? Yeah, I think that was Bangalore being Bangalore in the sense that you knew that they had a little bit too much uh, quality for this northeast uh, team. Uh, but having said that, I think three nil was a little flattering, and that's that's the way that. ties like this sometimes go because you score late and then the other team has to push forward then you hit them on the counter and the second and the third goals were you know classic counter attacks and i think that's what i think overall man to man the quality of uh, bengaluru just stood out uh, udanta was fabulous in the amount of running that he did uh, dimas delgado probably didn't have a very good first half but second half he really organized himself much better uh, miku missed all those chances but the goal he scored was superb and then chetri here what can one say about him that hasn't already been said before yes no team comes and enjoys playing in bangalore that's what chetri said after in the big zone when we were standing there and uh, it would stand to reason doesn't it navin absolutely like one thing i really miss about bangalore is the crowd there since i'm in bombay and no one turns up for the games here and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the crowd there on the evening was definitely worth being there and that is something that i really missed uh devan you made a point about udanta having a run at the northeast defenders i think keegan coming in the last the last minute change that northeast had to make yeah. because of that I- I- injury to their full back that tilted things in udanta's favor because keegan as we know he's not that quick though he did a pretty good job to keep in check till 60 minutes or so but after that udanta just simply went past him at will and those crosses coming in and miku getting that goal that could do a lot of good for him going into that final as well in bombay and not just keegan the the fact that ogbeche and rawlin didn't start that just allowed quadrat i think a little bit of leeway in terms of his starting 11 like he could afford to uh, concentrate more on his attacking you know players and everything of course they didn't have a second option but they might have had to you know think twice about some of the changes also mid game changes like pulling off kwanan uh, they wouldn't wouldn't have really dared to do that had ogbeche been on the field or even gaego for that matter been on the field so all those injuries really did hamper uh, el koshatori but uh, fabulous effort from northeast i mean they they fought right till the end and fought gamely yeah i think even they lost brandon in the warm up as well in addition to all the injuries that they were carrying uh, 
but you just touched on galego's injury that was probably the one of the more brutal ones that i witnessed you know uh, live in stadium and uh, there has been some story saying that uh, you know miku could have pulled out of the tackle i think uh, someone in northeast is going to complain to the isl saying miku could have pulled out of the shot because he took the ball away and to be fair i kept looking at the replay multiple times i don't think there is anything in it he was just swinging for the ball it was an awkward angle in which gaego came to take the ball off and he was yeah. just stretching and it's just one of those things that just uh, happened when I mean, we've been kicked like that similarly i am sure navin remembers i've got kicked in a similar way but nothing has happened it's just one of those things isn't it absolutely this is football like you can't expect a defender to go half heartedly into a tackle and when he does and even for an attacker for that matter go into a shot half heartedly they go with the full heart and go for the ball if you miss the ball you get the leg you get hit that's just football and you just brush off your back and just get up and go if you can or else you just stretch it off this is the game yeah i i spotted an interesting exchange on uh, social media which even involved shatori and this was about somebody you know weighing up redeem's tackle on dimas as well That, I was yeah, like, I mean, I saw that. That was a terrible tackle too. It was pretty funny to find suddenly, uh, basically, all the guys who were baying for Miku's blood were essentially Manjapana fans. So, it added up. I think well, it's they just something to back. Yeah, it's just regional rivalry, basically. You know, get get Miku thrown out of ISL and that. You you can't do that. I completely agree that it was just a. spur of the moment very unfortunate but it it just happened because gaigo put in a fantastic tackle i mean had he not got his feet in there he could probably would have scored absolutely and uh, to be fair i mean gaigo was 28 now i think uh, i think it'll be a year before he can start playing again that's a big chunk of uh, your you know career to miss like this and so we wish him well Well, absolutely that the reports suggest that there are multiple fra- fractures in his leg and it broke that's both the both. case Yeah, and coming back, it won't be an easy task for him. So it will take a longer time, and then working on your confidence after that, it is a task at hand for Gallego. Well, let's see. This is a good uh, examination of how well you know ISL and everything are managed in terms of their professionalism. Because ideally, a player should be you know covered by his club for insurance. I don't know if Northeast United has those in place. So uh, yeah, the the interesting part is now to see how his rehabilitation is taken care of by the club, or do they just sort of let him. you know out to drive yes now that was about the semi final going into the final now so what is what do you guys think is going to happen in the final because bangalore go we've seen them play twice this year i think bangalore won both of them uh, not the easiest defense but they did win both of them so what is your take on it well i just hope people turn up to watch the match i was about to come to that that uh, <laughs> bombay it's very difficult to get people to come I mean, and watch a football match because i have from what i'm hearing i mean people are concerned that there'll be only about 6000 or you know maximum 5000 people or is that yeah. even overachieving well that is being hopeful i i would say because last <laughs> game the semi final first like they officially announced saying 7000 fans had turned up but looking yeah. around the stadium it barely looked say 2500 or 3000 fans in particular i think yeah. the 7000 number is botched up including everyone the security is the media even the dogs for that matter who just run on the pitch at times and an old isl trick actually whenever they play in mumbai they they distribute a lot of passes and everything to reliance employees i mean now geo employees so yeah that's probably also part of the count i just want to see people fill the stands if yeah, if it's yeah. like free pass or otherwise like, you know encourage him to have one of his after wedding parties and he'll have a lot oh, of yes. <laughs> that can really help <laughs> 
Yes, now moving away from the stands and into the field. <laughs> Imagine Chris Martin singing the national anthem. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if that did happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I bet on him getting the pronunciations right. <laughs> yes. Uh, any so again, moving yeah. away from the stands and into the field. So, uh, Devan, what do you what do you think? Who would you favor in this match, BFC and Goa? Considering okay. the fact that BFC has won two of the matches, yeah. but Goa looked, although BFC finished on top of the league, Goa yeah. did look like the better team over the course of the season. Maybe not against in head-to-head, but over the course of the season. So, what would you think? I think, uh, well, I mean, again, my prediction is there for people to see on ESPN.in. Uh, I have predicted Bengaluru to win on penalties 4-3. And I'm expecting a score drop before that. Because I think both teams have deficiencies, but both teams also have good firepower up front. So... I think it should be maybe a 2-2 or something or maybe a 1-1. Considering it's a final, it might be a little bit more cagey. Um, I think both teams, the key players will be in defence. Maybe Huanan for uh, Bengaluru and uh, I think Murtada Fall for uh, Goa. I think he's been exceptionally good for them. And that match in Mumbai was won largely because of him. I mean, 5-1, forget 5-1, the two goals that he scored at the other end. But he kept the defence solid all by himself. I mean, some of the solo... Uh, tackles that he put in because early on, uh, if you remember, I mean, I'm sure you know, Naveen would have been watching live. Uh, the first 15 or 20 minutes, it was all Mumbai, especially Arnold Isoko. He was just uh, pushing people off the ball left, right, and center and just making runs at goal. And the only person who was keeping him in check was Fall. Well, and I also think that the, the first 20 minutes that BFC played, like I, I'm coming back to the same point, the 20 minutes that Goa played against Bombay in this first leg of the semi-final, I mm-hmm. think if that is to repeat, that is the window where Bengaluru might look to exploit and get a few goals and probably put the uh, game to rest. If that doesn't happen and if the game starts in the way Goa has played throughout the season and Bangalore has played throughout the season, this will be a KG game. It's pretty difficult to call, but like uh, Devan said, I would also go for Bengaluru because they tend to turn up on these big occasions. Goa has been in a final in the past and it was not the result which they would have hoped back then. And I don't know if things would change this time around. If do, then nothing like it. But Bengaluru do have an advantage given the fact that they have ended up turning up on such big occasions in the past as well. Diban, don't you think uh, we often talk about Bengaluru also being quite a slow starter? Mm-hmm. So, like the, in the sense that he, Naveen just spoke, first 20 minutes Goa didn't have a great game in Mumbai. But yeah. it is, on the flip side, Bangalore are also slow to get off the blocks. But uh, although their men- mentality and the way they approach the game means that they grow stronger and stronger as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you think there is something to it? Like, uh, neither team are not great starters. They are not off the blocks in, your, in a hurry. Yeah, ironically enough, last um, ISL final, I guess, uh, <laughs> Bengaluru paid the price for actually being very strong starters. They really started uh, awesomely. Yeah. Just kind of fell away once those, like, you know, two corners and uh, those headers from Mailson came in. So, that just took them, you know, shook them up and kind of uh, deflated them. So, the whole key here will be how BFC keep their head. I think FC Goa, we sort of largely know what to expect from them. It'll be a very interesting uh, thing to see how Lobera sets up his team because we know more or less who his first-choice starters are. But in the second leg semi-final, he suddenly pulled off Jahu and uh, brought in uh, Erubedia in his place. And Jahu walked off, like, you know, stomped off and didn't look very happy with it. So, whether it was just a momentary thing or whether he believes that 
maybe with jahu's lack of pace or something he might be losing out on something uh, will he tweak the starting 11 accordingly that will be something interesting to see but yes i mean early control of the final will be crucial which is why i think that we'll probably not get too many early goals i think both teams will be a little cautious and uh, if it's a matchup between goalkeepers i think you're more likely to see an error from somebody like a navin kumar than a gurpreet singh sandhu so i think defensive errors and not making them will be quite key in a final like that yes sir. so both of you are going for bengaluru well, sandeep what about you who do you think that has the edge going into this final uh, actually to be fair i'm little half and half but i would give bengaluru the benefit of the doubt simply because this is this team and we keep talking about it i do not think they played particularly well throughout the season not the greatest of performance i thought they had a better season last year in terms of overall quality of play but the mentality of that team was just insane and uh, they go till the last minute and it's very difficult to if you are one like uh, when you when we were watching the game against northeast as you can see it happening i remember speaking to one of the staff at half time and the mentality was it is only a matter of time and uh, that is how it proved because they kept knocking on the door and eventually they break it open so uh, i think in that sense maybe probably bangalore would be little ahead of goa but yeah one one thing i have to go yeah one thing i will say though the the dimensions of the mumbai football arena will suit the style of fc goa a bit more i think they are a bit more uh, you know suited which is why they have had such outstanding results on that ground uh, it's a tinier ground it's got slightly little you know less width than say the kantirava even and uh, that allows you to play that quick passing short touch football which uh, fc goa excel at but even bfc play that very well so i think it will be a visually appealing game even if there aren't too many goals you'll see a lot of good attacks which develop from the center and like you know balls played in behind defenders some quick running down the flanks i think udanta singh will again hold a huge key in this match as will somebody like a brandon fernandes so some some individual matchups will be great to watch if you have to keep coro quite goa tend to struggle a little bit and that is an area where bengaluru might want to work upon deban do you think coro is the key to goa or oh, do absolutely. you have other goal, goal scorers in that side you you have other goal scorers but yeah coro is goa essentially i mean if you can and that's where bfc also have a slight edge that they've not been so dependent on just one source of goals this season i think we discussed that i think two three episodes ago right sandeep and i the fact that they have multiple goal scorers so they know that even if things are not going you know right say for chetri then they know there's miku if there's not miku there's udanta who can pop up with a goal uh but comparatively goa has a much stronger dependence on coro and it's not just the goal scoring but also the way that he sets up play the way that he draws defenders away the way that he allows you know space created for other uh, attacking players to come into the picture so how bfc tackles that will be crucial i think uh, the easiest thing to do would be to try and double team him but that could work out to be detrimental because you might end up leaving somebody else free so what you should probably do is uh, just rather than marking the man mark the zones that he gets into so if that happens effectively enough then his threat can be neutralized to a certain extent but uh, yes if goa are to score in the final i can see maybe coro scoring once or twice yes and he's also a bit of a moody player isn't he if it doesn't go his way uh, unlike let's say miku who keeps getting up and doing the same things again and again i think coro with- kind of this up a bit and i'm sure both of you will agree with these two teams will get the best theatrics of all 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Going to be a very difficult one for the referee. I, will they get the UAE referee once again? Because I think he's done fairly okay in the two matches that I saw him. Absolutely, like yeah, especially so. in Bombay, so. he was really good. Did not allow the guys like Rafael Bosher, Soko, who tend to intimidate the referee in every single game that Bombay's played at home. He had none from them and ended up flashing cards every time he thought. The player went overboard, and that's the way to go about it. You've just come maybe from the Asian Cup, <laughs> then you're not going to suffer these fools gladly. So, absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes. That so, uh, let's hope no refereeing decisions make a mess of the final, because then the call for VAR will come, and then we'll have to deal with that also. So, well, I in think the don't have enough for VAR, and yeah, I mean that doesn't matter. Without sound like it's a jibe at BFC, I just hope that this time if they lose, they take it a bit more graciously. Okay. Last year was a little bit embarrassing in the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now just slightly stepping away from ISL. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need to play a Super Cup? Ah, good question. I like that. Do no, we I... need to play a Super Cup? <laughs> I have been talking about it. Before and I've written about it before as well that it you know it's just a it sticks out like a sore thumb. That's about it. I mean, why have a super cup at all? What is this? Yeah, I mean, now I suppose you can go directly into the quarterfinals considering the way things are going. And then yeah, just but, uh, more than half of the IL teams pulling the tournament. Just another ISL competition with a few invitees. Yeah, but they were coming to about this. Um, in a manner of speaking, the fact mm-hmm. that the I-League teams decided to pull out, for whatever reason, now Gokulam's uh, uh, VC has come out and spoke, saying that, you know, uh, it's about the sponsors, we have to change the jerseys, blah, all those kind of things. But uh, mm-hmm. Ranjit Bajaj is obviously uh, outspoken as he is. They decided to come out and say that, okay, this is the issue here, that uh, they don't respect us in I-League I- differential treatment and all that kind of stuff. You think there is something to it, right? Because at least now... They've asked for a meeting, I think, maybe a, a month ago and so far has been ignored. The I-League clubs and uh, now they can twist the arm of the AFF into getting them to talk up, talk with this. So, there are two aspects to it. Like, one is obviously what uh, Ranjit Bajaj is talking about is that meeting about the future of I-League and everything. So, yes, uh, if the AFF has been, you know, um, sort of completely complacent about it and turned you down, then... You have a valid grouse there, but I'm not sure if uh, boycotting an entire tournament is going to serve any purpose. I think there's a larger picture here at uh, play. Uh, one fact is that the Super Cup was brought in. And I mean, I, I'm saying this as somebody who's had a conversation with uh, Kushal Das last evening. So his point of view is that I-League teams wanted Super Cup, we gave them Super Cup. And now if they don't want to play it, that's their call. But the second part of it is that when it was conceived, the whole idea was that it would be an opportunity for the I-League teams to actually vie for an AFC slot. Now, that has anyway obviously gone. I mean, even last year, there was no AFC slot on offer when uh, PFC won the Super Cup. And even this year, there's no AFC slot on offer. I mean, that has already gone to Chennai City. And the other one will go to whoever wins uh, in Mumbai on Sunday. So, in that sense, it's a pointless tournament. And in that sense, I'm completely with the I-League teams. But you don't just you know, walk out with about uh, two weeks to go for a tournament and say that, no, we are not going to play in this one because you've not agreed to have a meeting with us. I mean, it just weakens your case further. And I don't think it's a bargaining chip. In that sense, it's a little short-sighted. But yeah, I mean, why have the Super Cup at all? I I also know for a fact that this season, uh, the allowance given to all the clubs in I-League was 
significantly lower and the reasoning what AIFF gave was that because there's been no new club joining so there's been no like you know franchise fee which has been made available to the central pool so with all those things in mind with you know uh, i mean normally in life every year you expect a little bit of an increment so when you have a cut then it's obviously going to affect uh, teams which anyway are in a business which is not exactly profitable so i can understand why they are hesitant to play it but i would still go ahead and play if i if i were part of the i league yes uh, but such is the way that we are ending this episode and the season with such news or at least coming to a close so uh, in the meantime please keep I listening to us history for uh, i league is probably going to be history from the next season so for all practical purposes i think that you know final day excitement was the last that we've seen of uh, probably the genuine indian league unless something dramatically changes overnight and i said yes, with indian football you never know so uh, let's hope for i mean i don't even know what to hope for so let's hope everything goes well and uh, in the meantime please keep listening to us in all the platforms including spotify and uh, thank you devine and thank you navin uh, for Thanks, being man. on the show thank you uh, enjoy the final and we'll talk about it next week